Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. It's been like a month. It's been a whole month since we've seen each other. I, that's insane. Guys, <laughs> the holidays have been very insane, and Yolanda and I have not seen each other for some time. Yeah. It's been pretty horrible. It's, I don't, you. I don't know what I've done with my life I know, I've just, month. I've just been sitting at home in Rancho. Just sad. Just, which well, actually, like help bake cookies or something. I don't know. I, know. I just did Christmas stuff. Yeah. For like two and a half weeks straight. That's right. The holidays have passed now. Yeah. And fun things went on. And you have fun stories. Of, I do of have, what you did over I the holidays. I do holiday. have fun stories. Before I delve into my our somewhat my somewhat uh, Lizzie Bennett related uh, trip, did you did you have anything exciting happen to you over break? Any fun Christmas presents that you got? Um, we just with family we gathered together. We did Christmas Eve dinner and also went to the Rose Parade in Pasadena. Lovely. Which I really enjoy. We haven't actually gone as a family for like years. Wow. Uh, we used to go like. Every Every year, and it was a whole thing. I mean, it's harder when everyone's older. It's harder when everyone's older, and, and your brothers are like married. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to get up super early to get a good spot, and we got a good spot, and Yay! it was really fun. That's and good. the thing is, like, we then you you get home, and it's like 10 a.m., and you're like, "What do we do now?" Yeah. Uh, and you just watch the Rose Parade on TV. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, we was saw there. it in person, and then you get to hear like, "Oh, who was it? you miss." every detail about the float because they're like oh and actually like one of the dodgers players was on one of the floats and we completely missed him Mm -hmm. so that kind of stuff well my lizzie bennett related trip was uh my best friend from college ashley the very one who introduced me to the lizzie bennett diaries uh she lives up in san francisco and so i flew up to visit her for a couple of days over new year's and we had a lot of fun i i did not really walk, but definitely drove those unforgiving hills. Oh, you drove. Well, wow. no, she drove. Oh, okay, got it. Got I was it. in the car. I was like, wow, you did? <laughs> oh, That's no. great. No, definitely. You know, it's funny, like driving in, in LA is awful. It's objectively awful. And then I went up to San Francisco where it's just a lot of it is sort of a lot narrower and more urban and just the, like, just with the tall buildings and yeah. like, it's very much like there's a lot of open space in LA and there's like not as much open space there. It's, yeah. And so there are so many one way streets and it was very intimidating and pedestrians are always crossing the streets. Yeah. And I, I would definitely have a panic attack if I drove. I mean, driving in Pasadena has, Pasadena has a few one way streets. So mm-hmm. even driving there, we're like panicking. Like, Which way do we go? <laughs> Is this wrong? Like yeah. a lot of questioning, but yeah. it was a lot of fun. We went to the Walt Disney Museum. We went ice skating we had a fancy New Year's Eve dinner. Are you good at ice skating? I am good at ice skating. I I was an ice skater when I was like 13. And I like literally I got on this ice and I was, I put on the skates and I was like, look at all those people clinging to the side. I was extremely smug. And then I get on there and I like almost fall. Like I was like, I couldn't feel, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't stop. I could kind of push myself forward. I could kind of waddle. The longer I wore them, the better I got. But it did remind me like, oh, these people don't suck. Like these shoes are hard to move in. Right. That was cool. I was like, Lizzie and Darcy would do this. Yeah. And like I saw the Golden Gate Bridge and took a picture with it. And I was like, they were here. (laughs) That reminds me of in Parks and Rec when Ben Wyatt, when they're in Paris, or was it it Paris that they go to? And he's Mm -hmm. like, look, it's the bridge from Inception. And they're like... (laughs) 
but like this other stuff. He's the like, Eiffel Tower. It's the Eiffel Tower. He's like, it's the bridge from Inception. That's, <laughs> That's how you're like, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. Like instead of like, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. It's like, this is where Lizzie and Darcy were. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I should have done is I should have gone back because they actually did have a real life weekend where like Ashley and right. Daniel and Bernie like went up to San Francisco and took exterior photos. Right. Oh, and Gigi. But Allison. Yeah. Um, and I should have like gone back Recreated. and recreated photos. <laughs> and they would have been like, what are you doing? And I'll be like, I'm recreating my favorite web series. <laughs> Heard of it? The Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Yeah. And they're like, you're crazy. And I'll be like, yeah, it's fine. We're going to jump into the episodes now. There's a lot to discuss. These are quite emotionally heavy episodes. Yeah, if you're in a good mood, listen to this later. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I watched, this is the one where, like, Lydia cries into Lizzie's lap. And then the the next one is still pretty heavy. Yeah. So, So, heavy couple of episodes, family drama. Yeah. Starting with episode 87, an understanding written by Rachel Kylie. This is a long... episode it's eight eight or almost nine minutes long and it's it's not like fun like that's the thing is like i feel like with a lot of the longer episodes there was it was long because there was an introduction and there was a costume theater and there was a discussion and like there's none of that there's no no fluff it's a very raw episode yeah where they're just like i'm in pain and her sister's like i don't know how to help you but i really really want to yeah it's lizzie trying to again come to terms with what's happening i think they've they've reached a point of accepting that they can't do anything like there's not that active discussion of like who can we call or who who can we like get to take this down it's like they've tried everything and they're out of options so Mm -hmm. this is their life now kind of thing and that's a really difficult position to be in they're bracing for impact yeah they're utterly helpless right now and and all they can do is continue to be there for lydia and just kind of surround her which it seems like they're just there and Lydia's kind of been locked in her room, rightfully so, because she's also just like trying to avoid the world. Mm-hmm. And even though Mrs. Bennett keeps bringing up George, you know, they're trying to block out George out of her mind as much as possible. Sure. And so we open up with Lizzie just saying she doesn't know what to do. And then Jane swoops in looking really beautiful. Yeah. Just... I was like, that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Jane with her like 60s ponytail and her dress and her like I've got tea and I'm like I love you. I think if anything she's the one who's remaining or at least appearing strong to keep up appearances for their mom Mm -hmm. because like it's like if all three daughters are just like moping and depressed like she's gonna figure out something but if Jane's like out with her mom going shopping or going out doing different things maybe she's the the buffer between between like getting deeper into questions with uh, Lizzie and with Lydia. So Jane's kind of taking up all the Mrs. Bennett Time. husband search and that kind of stuff. So. You know, it's funny. In the in Pride and Prejudice, it was noted that Lydia was Mrs. Bennett's favorite daughter. Mm. But I think in this adaptation, I think Jane is definitely the favorite daughter. I think Lydia and Mrs. Bennett are the most similar, at least in the beginning, that they yeah. seemed very similar. But yeah, as far as favorites, like we don't see her enough to be able to like discern that. But that's no. interesting that you think that Jane's the favorite. Yeah, and I think that because I mean, I feel like when Lizzie is, I mean, granted, I'm hearing about this from Lizzie. Yeah. It sounds like Mrs. Bennett always has criticisms 
for Lizzie. Like, she has criticisms for everyone, but she, like, can't for the life of her figure out why Jane is single because she's such a catch. Yeah. And she's such a good girl. And she's so perfect. And she's so this. And she's so that. And mm-hmm. so I think definitely Lizzie and her mom butt heads because they just see the world differently. Yeah. And Lydia and her mom, we don't really hear about how they go, but I think... Mrs. Bennett knows that Lydia has a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, I think she was happy that Lydia's always going out and at least trying to, like, date and stuff like that. But as far as, like, actually, like, catching someone Mm -hmm. and... Catching a man. Yeah. She's not... But, well, I want to say, like, Lydia doesn't want to catch someone. But I think we should discuss that. I feel like when you see this party girl persona, you're like, she can't be pinned down. She doesn't want, but she just wants to be loved. That's like all Lydia wants. And it's a really sad part because like Jane leaves and then Lydia comes in. Oh, let me, no. That's why I'm here for my quick fix. I mean, she's the one who's sort of lost all hope in everything because she's like, this is going up. There's, like, nothing, no one's going to know about me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, the most intimate thing, and I let it. And then and then we get some more insight into their relationship from Lydia's perspective. She was like, I guess I kind of knew he was bad, and I knew you guys didn't like him, but I went after him anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, loved me back, because at first, probably, I mean, she was kind of just attracted to him. We saw her spill the water. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, innocent enough. And then she's like, well, they didn't really like each other. And, like, I can have anything that Lizzie can have. And yeah. she kind of acted out. Like, I think the beginning of the relationship was definitely an act of acting out. Yeah. And then she was like, he loves me. But really, he's just, like, playing her like a fiddle, you know? Yeah. It's interesting because you do get a lot of insight from watching Lydia's videos about George's perspective. And because we do, if you're just watching the main Lizzie Bennet diaries, then you can only go off based off what Lydia is saying. And you're like, well, why don't you just like not listen to him, Lydia? Why don't you just ignore him? You have your sisters. Mm -hmm. But the way George was really manipulating her was turning Lydia against her sisters. So there was actually in a particular episode where um, George asks Lydia if Lizzie has even called her or reached out. She's your older sister. She should be looking out for you. Every so often planting those seeds of uh, of distrust in, in her own family and, and feeling like she can't go to them for everything and making her more and more dependent on George, mm-hmm. which is just evil. <laughs> it, that's a really evil thing to yeah. do. And then for him to say, I want to film us having sex. And she said like, no, the first time. Yeah. And then he was like, you're, you don't love me as much as I love you. And you need to prove to me that yeah. you love me by doing this. That is extremely low. Yeah. That's like, vile (laughs) he really he really convinced lydia that her sisters didn't that her family didn't care about her yeah so that's why i think it was even though lydia initially said no he knew how to get her to say yes yeah because of like how often he's already done this oh you think i don't love you i love you more than anything i will do anything you like film us having sex like we'll do anything you know like yeah and 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 that's the kind of things you see in her videos of like him being like well you don't love me and and she literally is having to act as if she's convincing him that Mm -hmm. she does love him Mm -hmm. and he does this over and over and like of course it became easier for like this last final thing to be able to even convince her of of that Mm -hmm. to the point where 
she feels like, again, this is her fault. Again, like, because she said yes, she allowed this to happen. I said it was okay. He said that I didn't love him as much as he loved me and I needed to prove it. That's a big part of like what's so heartbreaking about this episode is she's like, didn't I have this come? Like Lydia's yeah. not even mad at George for doing this because mm -hmm. she's like, I should like he did this, but I he did it because I let him. You yeah. know, like yeah, she's like, it's my fault for letting him in and pushing you guys out. It's my fault for letting him film us having sex. It's my fault for like falling for him when I knew deep down I shouldn't have. Yeah. And what's heartbreaking is she still loves him and she's still sticking up for him. Yeah. Because Lizzie is like, this is totally his fault. Like, no one should treat you this way. Yeah. No one should treat anyone this way. No. And he's a monster. And mm -hmm. Lydia, or sorry, Lizzie was like, or sorry, no, it was Lydia. Lydia said, like, he's not a monster. And this is what's super heartbreaking. She says, if he's a monster, what does that make me? Because at this point, she's attached herself to George so much that, like, he's a reflection of her. Yeah. And so in her mind, he can't be all bad because that would mean that she's all bad. And that's, like, she doesn't feel all bad. So she's mm -hmm. like, he must have his, like, she's making, like, he must have his reasons. He must whatever. And, like, he doesn't have a good excuse, you know? Yeah. It's interesting that she feels so mirrored with, with George because her actions really don't reflect his at all but because she is so wrapped up in that relationship and so wrapped up in everything he says she really does associate herself with being just like him even though she's nothing like him well she's like this is my person this is my yeah, boyfriend yeah. this is my partner yeah and even though he's betrayed her she's still sticking up for him because she just like feels like she needs to love somebody. And like, and then what's super heartbreaking is she's like, why didn't he love me? Yeah. And that's like a heartbreaking thing to hear somebody you love say is like, why didn't he love me? Because she literally put everything into that relationship. She she gave everything. And it's so different from the relationship that Lizzie had with George. Because yeah. George was and Lizzie the he was never her boyfriend. Like, yeah. I know it even said in, in the book, like, the, the Lizzie Bennet book, not Pride and Prejudice, like, they didn't even have sex. They, like, made out in her car, and then he left, and she wasn't even that heartbroken. She was, yeah. like, waiting to feel upset, and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, we watched a whole video on it. And Lydia fell in love with him. Like, she really just let herself, like, she gave herself over to him in yeah. such a really vulnerable way. Because, like, that's kind of what she's been trying to do the whole season. Like, the whole show is, like, she's just been trying to, like, feel loved in her family and with her sisters. Yeah. And Lizzie's yeah. been, like, I mean, I know Lizzie should feel guilty because she's been, like, pushing her away. Yeah. And uh, I know she said before Lydia got in, like, how could I not see my baby sister when she was right in front of me? Like, they didn't speak for basically a whole month from, like, Christmas to end of January. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen each other in the month. And we're, but like, dead. <laughs> like, I don't know what I did. But, like, we we... We're constantly talking still. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, like texting. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm tweeting this picture of me and the Golden Gate Bridge. Cool. Go, go for yeah. it. Yeah, like I can't imagine like... Just no communication. No, that's yeah. really insane. And like, especially like, I mean, that's how George got to her. Like, geez, what, like, what would he have done? What would the plan have been if like Lizzie had texted Lydia? Like, happy new year. Hi. Yeah. 
he'd be like, well, is that it? Is that all she can say to you after everything you've got, you've been through? Wow. That's, that's a very good insight. I like yeah. even more said it as like a rhetorical thing, but you're right. He could totally, like, he, he would twist, he would twist he would anything. Twist it. Yeah. That's, ugh. He like needs his own or, reality like, show. She has the audacity to just say new year, like happy new year. Like, I know. After everything you've been through and that sort of thing. So yeah. He, and. Oh, sorry. And in addition no. to um, George being the manipulative one, um, Lydia's really upset because Lizzie's fans are attacking her. Yeah. Because, I mean, basically, you know, when Lizzie, or yeah, when Lizzie found out that this was happening, she either, like, Darcy, like, flew her on the Darcy jet down yeah. <laughs> to LA or wherever she's from. So she, like, came home immediately and it sort of, like, disrupted the little romance that they had going. Yeah. And. There are re- Lydia's reading comments on the internet saying like, Lydia, you dragged Lizzie away from Darcy and Gigi where she could have been happy forever. You're so selfish. I hope people weren't like, cause like I know like what the like fangirls were kind of yeah. up to. I really, I mean like, cause I knew it was fictional. Yeah. I know I would like never reach out to the fictional Lydia and be like, how could you? Cause I was like, this is supposed to happen. But what do you think? I think people were also kind of playing along with it of yeah. the, of just wanting to respond in a, in kind of their initial reactions. So if people did tweet, I'm sure people did. People tweeted to Lydia just being like, "How could you do that?" But not thinking like, "Oh, oh, she's like the character is reading this, and mm-hmm. in a very real real way, we're gonna see her react to this on camera." Yeah. So in that way, they're like, "I hope they all felt horrible," yeah. <laughs> and like, well, I'm sure they did. You know, you kind of. You're like kind of tweeting out to this fictional character and that's where kind of the transmedia element of the story comes back of like, oh, Lydia is reading these comments and they are hurting her and they are breaking her breaking her down and reminding her of how, like how much of a screw up she is. And, and, like, and obviously this mistake was not because, you know, this is George playing this whole game out. But she feels so responsible. She's hearing people tell her she's responsible. So, like, that makes her feel even worse. And, like, she's kind of getting it from all sides. She's already telling it to herself. So she's, like, hearing the echoes of what she's already telling herself online. And she shouldn't even have to feel bad about that because she didn't ask Lizzie to come home. Yeah. Lizzie did the right thing. Yeah. And people shouldn't be making Lydia feel guilty for causing like what if someone was sick Lydia or Lizzie would have come home anyway like it was a family emergency it had to like Lydia wasn't like please quick like Lizzie leave everything right now and she didn't even know it was happening she didn't even know there was a crisis yet you know yeah so um but I think it also makes her jealous that like Lizzie was on the cusp of like an actual real relationship with somebody who does care about her yeah and she was like tricked into a relationship like she was tricked into falling in love with a guy who didn't even care about her and that's a low feeling mm-hmm. this would be like really sad wwdd but like oh, yeah. darcy's watching oh, this what do you like and this is like i would say this is the bottom of the well of the lizzie bennett diaries yeah. like we saw charlotte and lizzie fight we saw Jane get her heart broken. That was hard. We saw it was even hard to watch Darcy get his heart broken by Lizzie the first time. Yeah. She's like, screw you, get out of here. Um, this is like the bottom of the well because it's like Lydia's self-esteem has been stripped away. She has nothing. The whole Bennett family is bracing for impact. And I wonder if this came out before Darcy solved the problem or if he's like solved it and then this happened. Yeah. I would think the, his plan was already in motion by this point. Hopefully. I would I would think. I don't know. Because 
before getting to the next episode we see like okay it's already been the site's been taken down but at this point right now is it that like it's not like he saw this video he's like i should take action no 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 no. he's so i think he was like formulating this as soon as as soon as he heard Lizzie shout George Wickham on the phone and he was like, oh my God, what do I do? What can I do? Yeah. Another kind of bit from Lydia's videos that George says to really push the Bennets kind of further away from each other is that he calls, he, he calls Lizzie and Jane their own clique. Oh. And that, I think that's something Lydia already felt. And for him to kind of affirm that was just like another dagger to the heart. So he is the thing of like, these characters can be self-aware when watching their, their, their own videos, you know? And if George is someone who is watching the videos, he sees like Lydia's insecurities playing out and he can really play into those, which is, yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, that's totally what he did. <laughs> oh man. We should just jump into Goodness, the- he's the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> Let's just jump into the next episode, episode 88 okay also written by rachel kiley what's funny is a lot of comments that were circulating around this video which is slightly happier yeah Uh, we've gone out of the well um people were saying that the title okay was referenced to the fault in our stars yeah written by john green brother of hank green (laughs) heard of him Just (laughs) just kidding so they're bracing for impact and then lydia comes in and makes the announcement that the website is gone it's gone, the website. It's not there anymore. Really? It... Yeah. What happened? How? How? I don't know. I... It's just gone. I guess somebody took it down. Their, their troubles are, are gone and they have nothing to worry about. Which I think they're still like a little... Lizzie especially is still a little wary of like, are, you, are we sure? Like, are we for sure? It's like gone, gone. But Lydia's like, great. And she's better. She seems yeah. okay. She comes in. Actually, like, a lot of progress was made in this episode. She yeah. came down and then Lizzie was like, thank you, whoever you are. And Darcy's yeah. like, you're welcome. Because so in Pride and Prejudice, for those of you who may not know, basically what happened was Lydia and George ran off to get married. And it was very scandal that they'd run off and they were still unmarried. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like, or like they ran off together. And because they ran off together, the like, only respectable option would be for them to get married. Right. But George kind of wasn't doing that. He was, like, holding Lydia's reputation hostage until Darcy found them and, like, made Wickham marry Lydia. And he paid for the wedding, and he supplied Lydia's dowry, which was basically, like, a compensation prize that guys got for marrying someone's daughter. (laughs) You, like, had a worth, and that was your dowry, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, what you got. You were paid to marry some girl. So he married her. And so it kind of like sucks in a sense that like Lydia, like the Bennett family was like tethered to George Wickham mm-hmm. for like ever in the book. Dude, like George Wickham and Darcy were brothers-in-law. Can you imagine Christmas? I feel like that's a really like not discussed topic in no. the Pride and Prejudice universe. Is there is a universe in which Bingley and... Darcy and Wickham are brothers-in-law and they like all have to sit around a Christmas table at each other and like look at their faces yep and like Face not each kill each other yeah <laughs> like that's a real scenario that probably happened yeah 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 and we don't talk about it enough but that didn't happen in the Lizzie Bennet diaries no. because we 86 George we don't really find out what his punishment was no well we don't know at this point that he was paid off and mm-hmm. that he's just 
gone. Well, actually, you know what? In uh, in Lydia's book, in the Epic Adventures of Lydia Bennet, we do hear some aftermath of like what happens with George. Mm-hmm. Um, which is? <laughs> which is, if I remember, it's like Mary actually takes Lydia because she Mary knows where George is. Ooh. She tracks him down. Good for Mary. And they go and confront George. And it's like this meeting between Lydia and George for the first time in like a, a really long time. That's actually really dramatic. Yeah, it's really dramatic. And uh, I'm sure we can discuss it maybe more next episode because yeah, yeah. I don't know the full details right now. But yeah, it's like a really, it's it's for, Mary does this for closure for Lydia mm-hmm. because she's still kind of, she, there, there's a lot of thoughts still going on in her head. If I remember, there was actually a comment that said, uh, and I forget where in the Lydia book, but that Lydia had secretly hoped that George had taken down the site. I get That it. he loved her so much that he ended up taking it down himself. Because that's the kind of thinking she was, that like circle of, of negativity that she was still kind of stuck in. There's a lot that kind of goes on behind the scenes that's really filled in with, with the um, the books that are, that's really cool to to. To read but also what's interesting about this video is um actually these past few videos is how much all the sisters have really been leaning on mr bennett who we don't hear about a lot and he's really been there as a support system whether or not it's like of you know he can't really do much of anything either but he's also there and he's breaking plates with with lizzie Mm -hmm. and and being there as much as he can he and i talked about my videos and you know it was nice to be able to talk to him again. So that's good, at least. Which is also the same in the book of, like, how much they have to rely on Mr. Bennett to be writing the letters and corresponding with, like, figuring out what's the status of their sister's yeah, marriage. That's what happens in, in Pride and Prejudice is basically, like, uh, they run off somewhere and Mr. Bennett goes off in search of them. Yeah. And they, like, I don't know, just, that's what you did back then. You didn't call. You yeah. didn't use find my phone. You just, like heard oh maybe they're in this town yeah. and follow them there and hope that you and like i don't know you like knock on every door go to yeah. all the taverns go to all the local everything and be like have you seen this girl <laughs> and it's not even like they had pictures back then I know. have you seen this girl with this guy there's <laughs> like this doodle of like have you seen this girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, just hope someone's a good yeah. drawer i believe you have something because i i when one in my notes here i have like uh, Lizzie talks with her dad and she's like, it was nice to just talk to him about my videos and just mm-hmm. open up to him. And I guess I never really thought about like Lizzie, like having to keep these videos a secret from certain yeah. people. So yeah, yeah. you found it in the Lizzie Bennett book. Yeah. So Lizzie had just said like they talked and we don't really hear much more about that, mm-hmm. but there's like a very short conversation that she does detail in the secret diary of Lizzie Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, and just this one part that I thought was really sweet uh, from Mr. Bennett. He says, I know that I have not been the most attentive father. I let your mother do the hard mundane work of parenting, not realizing how important it is. But now through your videos, I can see what I've been missing. You've created something wonderful and I'm really quite proud of you. That's a really sweet moment. That is nice. It's really nice that like because of the videos, he is finding like a closer bond with his daughter Mm -hmm. and realizing like so much about her that he didn't know. Yeah. And she's just talking about her life. Yeah. About Jane, about about Lydia, about her own life. And so. He's just been painting his train. Exactly. (laughs) Get out of your train room, man. (laughs) Talk to your daughters. Watch a movie with them or something. I know. That's awesome. I'm glad you found that. But what's also nice progress-wise in the Bennett household 
is that after Lydia's like, it's down, it's down. They do like have a moment of feeling like they kid around with each other. She's like, you're still kind of a nerd. Yeah. Um, you're still my baby. That's not her. That was cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, good comeback. But Lydia reaches out for like the first time and she's like, I'm so glad this is behind us. But like definitely the George thing exposed some problems that they're having in their relationship because yeah. that and that was sort of important because at first it's like, oh, we hate George. George is the problem. But George used a pre-existing problem to manipulate Lydia, which is that like if they're not getting along, they just stop talking and they judge each other really harshly. And so Lydia is basically asking Lizzie, will you stick around? Will mm-hmm. you be here for me? And Liz- Lydia or Lizzie is like, you don't even need to ask. Like, of course, like I've got, I think it was like very important for Lydia to hear that like Lizzie, like school is important to her and like everything is important to her, but like she can do that later. I was always, like, a really, like, focused student, and I'm like, this is the most important assignment in the world. Yeah. But putting Lydia's emotional health in perspective, I think, made Lizzie realize it's school. If I can't do it now, I'll do it later, because Mm -hmm. this is happening now. And this is, like, if you, like, really, like, the things that are most important in life is, like, Lydia. It's your family. And so she is sticking around for her baby sister. Yeah, and even the way Lydia goes about asking is like she's so so like almost shy about it whatever you need i mean i I know you're really busy with school and stuff and that's fine and like i don't want to get in the way of that um but you know just if you're like around and and not doing those things and and lizzie finally is like hearing her and being like no like whatever i have that doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. you are most important to me right now and Mm -hmm. i'll make time for you and so there's like a relief for lydia of like hearing that again because it's almost like that that trust between them is being rebuilt right now. And so we're kind of seeing the small steps that both of them are taking toward rebuilding mm-hmm. their their relationship as sisters. So Yeah. Yeah. Lydia's I think learning to be more open and more vulnerable because she's yeah. just sort of has that party girl image yeah. and has hidden behind that for a while. Yeah. And people like when she puts that on, they're like, Well, like she doesn't really need anyone. And yeah. so that's when Lizzie's like, I'm gonna do my thing because she's doing her thing. And so Lizzie's learning to listen more and be like, oh, she's asking for my help, so I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it my all. WWDD, what would Darcy do? He's like, I did it. That was me. When when she's like, thank you, whoever you are. He's He's like, that was me. That was me. That was, it was, I won't tell you about it. But it was, (laughs) I bought an entire website. uh, Company. Company, whatever. whatever it was. And I took it and I sunk that ship and I found George and I made him destroy the copy and that felt good. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this satisfaction. And you, I mean, he was never going to reveal it. It was not. something that he was, he did. And he did it because he loves Lizzie. He doesn't want to see anyone in her vicinity hurt. Mm-hmm. So, and that was it. That, that was enough for him. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was it, you know. Because and that's how you know he's a really good guy. Because yeah. he didn't call Lizzie and he was like. It was me. <laughs> it was me. It was me the whole time. Like, it was like a very. Humble, like it was more important for him to see her happy and in a good place than know that she's there because of something he did for her. Yeah, like he wants her to be happy above all else, which is a really good quality in a guy. Yeah. Oh, Darcy. Well, let's get into the comments now. Jump into the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when the episodes first aired, starting with episode eighty-seven. Shalina Mahmoud says. Oh my gosh, this made me cry. Side face. 
Orly to me said, I feel for this Lydia, but in the books she remained blissfully unaware about what a douche Wickham is. She believes she has a happy ending, and I was wondering how they were going to convert that to this modern show. This is just heartbreaking. I want the book Lydia back. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, the, in Pride and Prejudice, she's like... She's still kind of a so, ditz. So proud she's like, to look be at my getting married. Ring. Look at my... Even like in the 2005 movie, she's like, look at my husband. Yeah. And an officer and my she, ring. And she, she like drinks the wine because she's like, I'm a grown up now. <laughs> she wants her sisters to congratulate her. She's so like proud of this moment. Mm-hmm. And this is the complete opposite of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like this because I mean, this is sort of a lot closer to what we deal with in everyday life in sure. this modern age. Also, this Lydia is just a very different Lydia from... yeah. yeah the book because we kind of don't see much of her. She's a lot more developed in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Mm-hmm. Beauty of Grey says, oh, I really adore this re- rendition of Lydia's character. In the book, you really just hate her, but <laughs> this brings a whole new light to the girl. Wow. Just wow. I really love this series on a whole new level. Mm. Yeah. Lydia is like a full character in this series and can have hopes and dreams beyond this, you know, disaster. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, for episode 88... Nicole Riptide says, am I the only one who the minute Lydia said the site it's gone was just like Darcy and his money to the rescue? Yeah, we private know. private jet, whatever he has, we that know. kind of money. We know. Bookalicious <laughs> says, that wonderful person, the one you are so thankful with, that's freaking Darcy. OMG, my feelings, it has to be him. That's great. Uh, Anester says, notice his title, me. My babies, this is not okay. Lizzie, okay. Lydia, okay. Me, oh my God. Feels. (laughs) Another reference to John Green. Yeah. Claudia Dan says, look at how much Lydia has changed throughout these videos and how much she has matured because of what she went through. That's a a big difference from the book. She matures, you know? She's like learned a lot and she's been through life and her sisters are going to be there for her no matter what. Versus... Pride and Prejudice, Lydia, doesn't learn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, I got married before both of you. I got a husband. You. I'm you 15. You suckers. I beat you before <laughs> young, both of you. I'm the first one married and I'm yeah. the youngest of five. Yeah. Wow. That was where you put your accomplishments back yeah. then. That yeah. sucks. I, I hate to say something like, it's a good thing that this happened to Lydia because it fixed everything. Sure. Because it's a horrible thing. It's and horrible. I feel like no one should have to go through it. No. But it did overall have a good outcome yeah 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 so that's it for this episode i feel like that's a lot that was a lot to unpack a (laughs) lot happening we hit rock bottom in this episode yeah which like it's nice that the lydia part of the story is resolved Mm -hmm. uh now and we so, can get back to the Lizzie and Darcy part. Yeah, we can get back to the Jane and Bing part. Yeah, so, oh, like, that's actually next. Yeah. That's actually next. So it's like kind of now it's going to be a little, it's going to be a lot more lighthearted from here on out. We've, we've really hit just the bottom of all the drama, you know, all the, like, uh, the bad stuff. And now it's just like, it's all going to be good from here on out. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun again to mm-hmm. kind of go through, uh, go through the rest of the series, which isn't a lot. Uh, this is episode 88 88 wow like 12 episodes (sighs) yeah there's (laughs) we're not crying yet we're not crying crying yet i'm not crying you're crying (laughs) that wraps it up for this episode check out our social media you can find us on twitter and instagram at the pemberley we're on facebook at facebook.com slash the pemberley 
And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberlypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thepemberly, or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberlypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.